0: Hidden treasures of the 119th Psalm. Well, sometimes I just come up against a verse, I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and such was the case with verse 39 as we are digging around in the 119th Psalm. And so, in a way, I always just delight in that, in that I know that, wow. I am fixing to learn something because I've just got to ask the Holy Spirit to come in here and work, 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 work. And honestly, um, this is one of those verses. So we'll just jump in there. And I hope you get as much out of it as I ended up getting out of it. So, verse 39. And again, we are in the hey section of the 119th psalm. And this is actually the seventh verse, which. You know, we're going to get a lot into why that's significant in a minute. But let's just read the verse. Turn away my reproach, which I fear, for thy judgments are good. <laughs> so, you know, as I study these things, and I, and I have sort of this sense that isaiah 11 is giving a sort of a key to the real deep meaning of these verses isaiah 11 being the anointings of christ or the seven anointings of the holy spirit and as these words are all jesus so you know every uh, every letter uh, in other words here we are in the hayes section every letter has all these anointings and so i believe as i have studied this and clearly this lines up with verse 39 because the seventh anointing of the Holy Spirit is a delight in the fear of the Lord. And here we've got the word fear right in here, (laughs) like we did in the previous verse. So this lines up good from that standpoint, but I'm just trying to figure out where that fits in. And so, you know, as I have studied and studied and studied that delighting in the fear of the Lord anointing, it is that point of rest. So like, You know, after God worked for six days, he rested on the seventh. And like Jesus, with his seventh word from the cross, said, you know, into thy hands I commit my spirit. In other words, he is resting there. And so resting in that delight that God has this is kind of where you land there. So as I thought about this, turn away my reproach. And again, like I always do, go study that first word. And it is the same Passover word that we talked about in verse 37, where turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity. So here we're asking God, and the letter, of course, the hey letter begins the, the verse with that same idea of pass over my reproach. And reproach being that, <laughs> I don't know if you had a dad like mine, but he had a look that he could give you that was reproach, and it was a, a sense of disappointment, and actually it was quite a wound in my life, um, that my father was disappointed in me, and Satan used that to make me feel like I was of disappointment to him my whole life, um, which turned out to be a huge lie, and when I was released from that lie, uh, it, was, it was really a glorious thing, but this verse really spoke into that, because anytime I think of reproach, I can just see that look on my father's face, <laughs> and the look that I would get would be when I brought my home my report card home, like, oh, man, when I was in the sixth grade the first time, because I had to repeat the sixth grade, my father was so disappointed. Now, he wouldn't say, you know, <laughs> Robbie, you're an idiot or anything like that. He, you could just tell it was really <clears throat> a huge disappointment to him that I had failed math and done so poorly in all these different classes. So my parents decided to have me redo the sixth grade. <clears throat> And my fourth grade teacher had told my parents that Robbie can't learn. You know, he's probably going to end up having to be in a special school. <laughs> so, you know, learning was a struggle for me. And honestly, I hated school, uh, especially in those early years. I mean, I just hated it because it, I was, felt like I was such a disappointment to my family, etc. I had all the reproach I could possibly have. So fortunately for me, God turned that away. Um, and the way that he did it was with the second part of this verse. Because what it says is, turn away my reproach, which I fear, for thy judgments are good. And the neat thing about the word judgment, the really, really neat thing about the word judgment in my estimation, is that when you look at the letters in Hebrew, one of the significant letters in the, in the word judgment, which I think is just huge, is a tet. And that tet is the letter for good. Like, when God saw that he made light and it was good, well, that letter tet is in the beginning of that whole idea of tov, you know, this this goodness of God's goodness. And it has to do with this letter, which means goodness. And and it's almost like a pregnant, um, when you look at the letter, it looks like it's pregnant and it means the number nine, and so, like, a a baby's a good thing. And, And so, with judgment... You know God is looking for the good. It's, some, it's like romans eight twenty eight you know all things work together for good, for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Well, His judgments are exactly like that and And so what happened to me was when I did the seventh grade after I finally finished sixth grade, <clears throat> I had a math teacher, and he saw something good in me, and it turned away it turned around my whole learning. Because all of a sudden, he, he jumped in there and he said, Wow, Robbie, you have a, a phenomenal mind for spotting patterns. Like, this is a real gift. And all of a sudden, when I'd been told my whole life that I was essentially <clears throat> slow, now comes somebody who found the good in my ability to learn. <laughs> and it so encouraged me that it turned around where I began to look for patterns and, I, and, I'm, and in sewing I found the love of learning. And I really ended up in high school with straight A's because I began to look for those things which I knew I was gifted to do and I loved it and I loved it because what? Because somebody looked for the good instead of looking for the bad. And so herein lies the idea that away was my reproach was turned because somebody looked for the good in me, all right? And so I almost get a sense of (laughs) two verses out of Romans here with this particular verse, and maybe Paul was thinking about these when he did it. That right there is therefore now no condemnation (laughs) for those who are in Christ Jesus. In other words, turn away my. In other words, my dad will never look at me that way again. You know, my my heavenly father. Will never give me that look. and all, That had to be a supernatural thing. How did it happen? Well, Jesus died on the cross to take away all my reproach. The Passover itself, right? For thy judgments are good. In other words, God is looking for the good in you. And calling that out, we all have plenty of stuff that we're struggling with. But God is looking for you to walk in what your giftings are, in what your glory is, in the way that he made you, your special sauce. And so... As you begin to do that, wow, it's not only the idea that you don't have any reproach, but you can also just rest in, in the fact that God is so good, and, and he's always going to find the good in you. I mean, It's just an absolutely beautiful thing if you're in Christ, <laughs> which is kind of the prerequisite to this. So if you're listening to this... And, and you've never given your heart to Jesus. Like never really believed, oh yeah, he came to earth as a, as a man so he could die for all the stuff that got me reproach. okay? <laughs> and, and in doing so, he took that on and turned away all that, right? So that I could make a way to the Father. If you would pray with us right now that you can have that kind of relationship, you can enjoy what this verse is offering. Right? Turn away my reproach which I fear. For thy judgments are good.